Hello, and welcome to Abnormal Mapping, episode 71. I'm your host, M. With me is regular co-host, Jackson Tyler. Hello, this is the 71st episode of this podcast. Yep, it is our middle of December episode because it's Game of the Year time. Game of the Year. You know, we're I not, love to play we're, Game We're of recording the year. that tomorrow, to be fair. Yes, we are. Yep. Uh, so we're here to actually do game clubs because I was like, what if in addition to doing game of the year, we also just did three video games this month. And I was like, fuck you. I'm doing, I'm at, I'm at school. I've got stuff to do. And you're Jackson, like, you've barely been in school for the last three weeks. <laughs> uh, look, it's still my final year. It's not my fault. They decided to put everything next term. Mm-hmm. But, uh, no, you totally were like, yeah, let's do this. Yes. No, I, because I wanted to play Thumper. Yeah. Uh, what have you been up to? How's video games? Video games are fine. I've been playing... What are you, what are you playing? I'm playing Vostok Inc. Because what is that? That is a uh, twin stick shooter, or I guess two joystick shooter. I don't know how people call them. But anyway, it's a fake Geometry Wars. Um, and it's also a clicker, which is cool because every video game is a clicker. In terms so of... how is it a clicker? Like I actually have not asked you how this works yet. And... Uh... Well, you shoot things, and as you shoot things, you get money from shooting them, and then as you get that money, you can buy upgrades for your ship, and you can buy things in the world which will produce money for you. So it's a clicker in the same way Assassin's Creed 2 is a clicker. Oh, okay, okay. So it's not actually a clicker. I thought there was like an actual clicker element to it. No, it's just very, very naked about how, like, there are different stations with different, like, you know, things that will produce this much money a minute, and then there's another, like, the upgrade trees are, like, ripped from clickers in a way that is very honest. But in in my brain, in my brain, I was picturing, like, you had to, like, press a button regularly to, like, make the the clicker number go up while you're shooting things. No, it's the instead of clicking, the main make the number go up is shooting things uh, in a spaceship, like mm-hmm. fighting enemies or mining asteroids. But the when you land on a planet, it will like bring up a menu like, do you want to build a farm? Do you want to build a mine? Uh, when you have ten mines, you can upgrade for this thing that will like double the uh, efficiency of all your mines. So it's like it's got all that stuff straight from clickers, uh, but. In a very, it's nice. I like it. It's very honest about that because the part where all video games just have that, but without kind of playing into it, uh, having one that does is cool. It's not like the greatest game on earth, but it's a fun distraction. I'm like, I'm having a good time. Uh, it tries to be funny. That's a problem. It's not funny. Lots of indie games try to be funny. It's always a disaster. Uh, at some point, I was told to do a barrel roll. Oh, did you? Well, no, the next line was, oh, no, you can't. It's 2D. I was going to say, what does a barrel roll look like in 2D? But I guess the game answered that by saying it doesn't. Yes, it does. You could totally but... do barrel rolls in 2D, though. That'd be cool. Not in this game. Well, sure. Maybe not in that game. But, like, that'd be cool to have. It, it would basically end up being, like, a iframe dodge. And that'd be cool. Yeah, man. I should go play some actual, some, like, cool, not clicker-infused shooters play Ikaruga. Yeah, you could get one of those cave shooters on your phone or something. I could. I've played some good uh, phone shooters. They're pretty good. I enjoy them. Yep. Not on my phone yeah. right now, but yes, one day. Yeah. What if I... What What are the games that you know I've been playing that you'd like me to talk about, Jackson? You know what I play. Uh, uh That's not fair. You can't make me answer for both of us. <laughs> <laughs> like, you've been playing Sonic. We're not talking about Sonic again. No, you... we shouldn't talk about Sonic again. 
Uh, you've been playing um, other stuff. Uh, you played Turok. I want to talk about Soma. Soma's really good. I'm going to do this non-spoiler. I know, like, Soma's like a narrative game. So if you talk too much about it, you'll give away the cool stuff. So Soma is a horror game by Frictional who made Amnesia. Everyone's favorite, someone on YouTube yells into a camera as they play the game game. Um, and they released a safe mode on PC that's coming to consoles later. I don't actually, I didn't actually know that that was delayed or whatever, but um, it's coming to consoles at some point. And it basically makes the monsters non-hostile. And Soma's like a sci-fi horror game where you're on a uh, underwater station and you wake up like you start in like 2015 and you are doing like this brain scan you wake up and suddenly it's like 2105 and everything has gone to shit and you're in this underwater station and there's just horrible monster robots around uh that don't know they're monster robots uh and you explore the station and try to figure out what happened and how to deal with it and uh, because the safe mode turns off the hostility, like the hostile monsters, they still exist. And the game specifically says safe mode. The monsters are so creepy, but they won't hurt you, um, which is kind of true. They won't attack you, though. If you bump into them, you will take damage. So don't bump into the monsters. But it does allow you to, like, kind of wander around and just explore. And there's a creepy thing sometimes, but you can, like, stop and look at it, which is the best way to make a monster not creepy is just look at it and be like, man, that's a cool model. Um and actually, if you, like, step towards it, it'll take a step back in safe mode, so you just can confront the monsters. It's very nice. But uh, that game's, like, space station plugging in power packs and flipping switches and, uh, like, plugging tubes into machines to turn them on. Like, that very tactile sensation of navigating a space is really, really good in that game. And uh, the storytelling is great. Uh, it, in a game, Like, I played Tacoma this year, and those games are weirdly similar. Uh, in the ways in which it's like, oh, explore the space to understand the story of these people who lived here and underwent this like cataclysmic event and tried to deal with it. Um, but I, I ended up liking Soma a lot. Like, I think Soma's storytelling is really good. I think its characters are really good. And its story is like such a sad, like beautiful thing. Um, it's a really good game. And I thought Amnesia was kind of bad. So like high praise. I was very surprised. That's good. Even if you're afraid of horror stuff, you could probably play Soma. That's my take. There's not really jump scares. There's the monsters, but you know they're coming and you know they won't hurt you. So that helps a lot. Yep. I've like watched the ending on YouTube and stuff and now I feel sad because I, I thought I can't ever play this game because it's a big, scary amnesia game. I still think you should play it. I think you would appreciate the aesthetic a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, we were... <laughs> this week we... um watched two events where we sat through the entirety of that nine minute death stranding trailer and both times you went i really like soma yeah <laughs> oh. soma's a good game soma's a good game so we have some announcements not really announcements we just have some things to talk about before we get into the video games we have a discord server we do. Jackson, you made a Discord server. I decided to make a Discord server, and then I like told you, hey, we have a Discord server now. And you were like, I guess that's okay. Yeah, no, because we had talked about this ages ago, and I was like, no, I don't really like Discord, and I don't feel, I don't know, I don't want to do this. And then I wake up one day, and we had, like, that was months ago, to be fair. You didn't just, like, do it despite me saying no. Um, and then we had one. And you told me, you're like, you don't have to look at it, you don't have to deal with it. And I was like, okay. Uh, and now I just look at it all day, because it's better than Twitter. Yes, it's much better to look at than Twitter. You, like, uh, it has been reasonably active, but not so active that it's one of those. Like, I, I've gone to the Waypoint Discord before, and the people are fine, and it's cool. But there's 
it's so many people and every channel is always active because there's so many people all the time uh i feel like i know most people on the discord i say hello to them uh it is a nice it is a good size for what i would like want a discord to be so i'm very very happy with how where it's at if you want to join it uh the link will be on my twitter feed you can't just like we should we link. should maybe put that link on the website maybe maybe we'll put the link on the website we might put it at the top of the abnormal mapping twitter yeah um I mean, I can, I can read what the permanent link is. I mean, uh, that's not going to help anybody on this podcast. But, it's, well, you know, it's discord.gg slash little e, big e, little e, 28QJ, QJ, both in capitals. So, you know. I told you, this Discord. is not going to help anybody. <laughs> Look, you should just be able to type in abnormal mapping from a list because it's a public server, but no, Discord's made by tech people, so it doesn't have things like font scaling in the UI version, and if you want to have a spoiler bot, you have to, like, host an SQL server or some shit. <sighs> Discord has limitations, but it is fun to hang out in server. <laughs> yeah, uh, if you just want to talk to fellow cool people... Uh, most of us are queer and it's nice it is a safe space we will moderate heavily if people are jerks um all of the abnormal mapping hosts are mods so you know if you want to talk to like jen or ryan or something they'll be in there last night we were watching that uh sony thing that was playing and the entire time several people were typing yeah <laughs> uh it was a big thing uh if you have d don't somehow know about the PSX thing where um, it wasn't a big event in terms of anything being announced or happening because it doesn't matter, but it was a big event in terms of a bunch of audience members yelling execute at a man playing Detroit. So <laughs> whew, it's incredibly video games. I'm sure they saved that fish. They, they saved the they fish. They saved that fish. I'm sure people will talk about that on many other podcasts, but ho, hoo, hoo, hoo. It was a good time to hang out and watch that. So two other just housekeeping things. We uh, we hit our $350 Patreon goal, which means that starting next month, uh, a movie podcast will appear. So please look forward to that. Don't have any more details. I want to nail down like things and actually get that recorded before I talk about anything. Yes, but it is have, coming. We have I we do have other ideas. We have we know what it is. We're just not saying yet, but it is a yeah, specific no. thing. Like I have a name, I know who's going to be on it with me. We know what movies we're watching, but I want to actually get it recorded before I commit to anything publicly. So Yes. Uh and uh Novel Not New still exists. Um I resubmitted to iTunes because iTunes apparently just didn't notice that I submitted the first time. I don't know. Um, so hopefully that'll actually be on iTunes soon. You can go to abnormalmapping.com slash novel not new. Uh, we are recording our next episode of that later today. It won't be up by the time this podcast goes up, but look for it next week, probably, about Narcissu. Yes. So I think that's all that we have for housekeeping. Of course, you can support us at patreon.com slash abnormalmapping, assuming Patreon still exists by the time this episode goes up. Yes. Uh, uh, if it doesn't, this is the last podcast. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> But until then, we will continue as always. Thanks, everybody. We'll get into games now. Um, and yeah, that's it. That's it. That's all the housekeeping. So please enjoy a musical interlude, and we'll be back to talk about video games. Vidya. No, no, I'm editing that. Who's editing this? <laughs> Shit. You. It's you. Oh, thank Christ. <laughs> Vidya. Vidya, Vidya, Vidya. No, no. Vidya, 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 Vidya. <sighs> now you have to leave it in, because it's funny.
first game this month is Res, or Res HD, or Res Infinite, I don't actually care. Play Res, Res is good. Res is a musical rail shooter developed by United Game Artists, published by Sega. This originally came out on the Dreamcast and PlayStation 2. Uh, Res HD is an Xbox 360 game, uh, came out in 2008. Res Infinite is a PlayStation VR, PlayStation Network, and PC game. The PlayStation's versions came out last year. The Windows version came out this year. This is a game uh, directed by Jun Kobayashi, produced by Tetsuya Mizuguchi. It is inspired by the work of Russian painter Wassily Kandinsky. It is about synesthesia, which is this mental, not even disorder, just a mental quirk that some people have where they hear, like, their, their sense input gets mixed up. So you'll, like, see a color and, like, hear a sound or taste a flavor, or you look at numbers and numbers have colors. Uh, it's not like debilitating or anything, it's just a thing some people have. And all of Mizuguchi's games are about trying to like make that into a game where you can feel a different sense through doing it something. And so Res is a game in which you're flying through a cyber womb and you're just a wireframe character and you're shooting things by locking onto them and then you let go and missiles fire. It's basically like a, a afterburner without any barrel rolls. Um, and when you do that, everything is set to the music. And in fact, the entire world like pulses to the beat. And when you let go of the lock on and you shoot everything, all of the hit impacts all hit on beats. Like everything is quantized to the music. And that's the goal as you go through these stages and feel the music and live the shooting dream. And that's what Rez is. Rez is, uh, it's hard to talk about because Rez is like my favorite game, but I like none of it is about like what game it is. It's just about the experience of playing it. Jackson. Tell me about Res. Uh, Res is cool. Uh, I understand your love of Res. You play it, it's cool. The, the controller vibrates, the screen pulses. The, it's good. When you hit the end of every stage and you like activate the thing that pushes you through the next stage and the music like swells and another layer is added in and you fade between like three different um, environments. Because the way you transition through environments is just like the whole screen fades, including your model. Uh, like a shade transition on a you know well, scene like, in a film. Your, your model, like as, when it's the person, especially like does like a weird like quirk screw and then like dives into the new cyber world and then like spreads its arms out like it's skydiving in the internet. Sure, but the, the model, the old model, like it, uh, there's a point where two models on the screen. Like it, yep. the the way the transition is handled is very strange in a like continuation of space way in terms of a thing that would be important in a lot of games mm -hmm. uh, but this is much more about like you feel the world fade away including you as you become another you but it's just like a way of representing the transition uh, rather than uh, like they, 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 this changes in Area X, which we'll get to, and like that has yeah. a more uh, conventional one of these. And I, I really like just the the world blending into itself as the music kicks up another gear and the vibration gets stronger. It's yeah, good stuff. Res, maybe you've heard of it. Yeah. Uh. So, uh, briefly, there's like a story to Res, which is part of this, where you are in a like futuristic computer network called Project K. Uh, and it's controlled by an AI named Eden. And the thing that happened is like a virus hit Eden and Eden is like been given like self-awareness. And because of that, uh, she has anxiety and you're, <laughs> you're, you're basically going in, uh, to That's get choppy. rid of, like, get rid of all of the systems, like preventing her from expressing her best self. And, uh, you do that. 
you go through and because of that each level has like a theme that's like about human existence like uh, level four is the one that i'll probably refer to the most because it's my favorite level but level four is you going through like uh like pyramids and statues and like the great wall and it's just like wireframe representations of the structures of mankind um and like all of that in like the final level, you like literally go through like the birth of the planet where it's like the planet exists and then water exists and now animals exist uh, as you go deeper and deeper. And then you actually confront Eden at the end. And it's really good. Uh, the like early aughts, like Internet retro aesthetic that this game embraces. It, it's like what Lawnmower Man wanted to be, but made by someone who actually understands art. Uh, it's, it's like re- that. It's really good. It's like that Digimon movie. I guess it is like that Digimon movie. It's probably better than that Digimon movie. Well, yeah, probably. I mean, that Digimon movie is really good. I'm not here to uh, speak ill of Hasada, but uh, it, it there is a lineage in terms of this is just uh, apparently a way of uh, pop- a popular way of representing cyberspace in Japan. Mm. Like maybe there's other stuff as well, but it definitely like fits in that mold. Yep. Yeah. And so your little AI guy, uh, as you level up, because you can like gain upgrades to level up and that allows you like basically more lives in the levels. Cause if you get hit, you get knocked down a level, like eventually becomes like a sitting Lotus, like meditating cyber avatar. And then the, like, it turns into like a literal ball at the end where you're like, your, your enlightenment is so complete. You don't even have physical form except for the final level where that ball turns into a baby and you're just a baby flying through cyberspace. I only got the final form in the final level. So I only knew it was a baby. Oh yeah. It's, it's just, it's just a ball uh, before that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, but the yeah, lowest like form only... is also a ball. Yeah, no, it's weird. It only hatches into a baby at the very end. <laughs> Rez. Yeah. Rez is, Rez is ridiculous. So you had some, I don't want to say reservations, but you had oh, a come hard time on, with boo. this game. I'm ending this podcast. What? Oh, I didn't even, the pun was unintended there. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Res is fantastic. Res is a, like a really, really good game. The problem is it was made in 2002 or I think 2002, 2001. I uh, think it's 2002. Uh, that's my 2001. Guess. 2001. 2001. It was made in 2001. Right, because it came out on Dreamcast, so it has to be. Yeah. Uh, so it's made in then, and it it just has a bunch of like difficulty quirks that seem to fight back against the idea of the game. Because the game is good because you like feel it, and it's mostly a chill out thing as you like ap- appreciate the worlds, appreciate the music, appreciate all of that coming together as like a scene, right? But that's not what I'm doing, because what I'm doing is just agonizingly staring at the screen, looking for any missiles coming at me, because if one of them hits me, I'm fucked. Because you get lives so slowly, you might get, like, one or two lives uh, a level, uh, and there's, like, five lives. And if you get hit, you lose an entire life, and you have to get, like, all ten subsections again to level up again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the final boss... So uh, I really struggled on the boss of World 2, or Area 2, I guess. Which one? Uh, oh, that's the big disc guy, right? That's like, the big disc guy. That ball. one, disc yeah. Ball, yeah, that, that one, one sucks. Like me. I always burn through my overdrives for that. Uh, yeah, I should have been using my overdrive, but then 
both area three and four i managed to get through without dying that uh and that felt pretty good but it was still like oh the boss of area four was really stressful and they know it because they give you overdrives every like two minutes yep. it's also the best boss in the game <laughs> it's in also the gr- greatest boss in the game yes it's fantastic and i was very happy that i was able to beat it um yep. but then in like level five which is uh the longest level in the game uh by a long by a lot uh and also gets really hard at the end uh like i would die right toward the end and then your options are i guess you do the entire level again um and that's that's the that's your only option that is the, that is it it's either that or don't play and i had i was like fuck this this is just it seems completely antithetical to the idea of a game that you are meant to uh like let wash over you when the only way to not die is to focus so much on like okay i can't look at the actual images i have to be very aware of what's coming at me what do i need to shoot right now what is the video game then the video game then takes precedence over the actual experience which is the part of res that is cool uh and that it happens because it's a fucking hour-long game that came out in 2001 and if people could beat it all in one try there would be riots in the streets. <laughs> so the interesting thing to me is someone who, like, I bought a PS2 copy of this uh, long after the fact because uh, I didn't get a PS2 until relatively late. But, um, like, I played on PS2, played it on 360, I played it on PS4, I played it on PC, I played it mul- through multiple times. Like, my experience with Res is that Shalot game because now I know, where, like, roughly what's going to happen at any given time. And um, if you are capable of beating it, you don't really, like, it's, it can be hard, like, the bosses can kill you if you're not careful, but you can mostly just kind of enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I play Res like, in a state of, like, trying not to dance too much to, like, miss playing the video game. Uh, and it's, it, like, that part is really good. It definitely should have the thing where, like, the chill-out tourist mode is unlocked from the beginning. It, it, uh, so it is, you can play chill-out tourist mode, it just doesn't have level 5. I thought, oh, does it not ever lo- unlock level 5? No, level 5 is just... Huh. Okay, that's interesting. Uh, so there is a mode where you can't die, but it doesn't and there, have there is like a there is like a play through the entire game in one sitting like bonus mode, and that one has a invincibility mode that you can unlock, but you have to unlock it, and that's still like a pain. Like that game has like a bunch of cool side modes buried under unlocks. That is, I think they're also buried under time played, so you can just like keep playing and eventually unlock them. Well, but it should just have them all unlocked. There's stuff that's like uh, you can play this lost level if you beat area five or play for five hours, and I'm like five. Yeah. Hours? Yeah. <laughs> Five exactly. The PS2. And like yeah. you didn't want to change this for the re-release. You didn't want to make some adjustments no, to these numbers. I mean, on some level, I understand because like Res is like the game that exists now is the exact same game that existed in 2001. And I like on some level I greatly appreciate that. Like they added a couple things on, but they didn't change the core game. But yeah, no, it does mean that you were interacting with a dated sensibility about what design software is. Yep. And yeah, so that just means I'm like I like the game is hostile in ways that just seem completely antithetical to what the game is about, which I assume is because of the sensibilities of, you know, it's a 2001 video game. The idea of just, like, because Area X doesn't have any of this. Area X is one of the easiest baby games to ever exist. You will never get hit. It's fine. Um, and it's, I think it's better for it, even if the actual game is maybe less interesting and, like, complete than Res itself. But yeah, let's it's clear- talk about... Let's yes. talk about Area X, uh, if, unless you want to finish your thought. Sorry. I was just going to say, it's clear that Area X is a thing that has been made now, and like putting res into modern sensibilities is really interesting and cool. So do you yep. want to explain to people who haven't played it what Area X is? So Area X is a new level of res, and it's designed, like, it's 
it is it's built in is it is it uh Unreal Engine 4? Yes. Yeah. So it's built in a different engine. It is like modern it's like that so they announced Mega Man 11 this past week and <laughs> they did it by showing a piece of concept art that was tucked into uh Mega Man Legacy Collection 2 that everyone saw was like this is new art. That's weird. I wonder if this is for something. That's basically what Area X is. It feels like the rough sketch of what a res sequel could be. Whether we'll get that or not is anyone's guess, but it is like a single relatively small level that you go through, you fight some guys and you go through like the, you go deeper into the levels and then eventually there's a boss and you interact with the boss and the boss is like really a beautiful light show, but it's also like a 3d environment in which you can actually direct your character to move around in. You can speed up, you can slow down. Um, it's not on rails. And it's interesting because in doing that, it makes res easy as fuck because you can just avoid a missile. It's really yeah. weird. But also because of that, the levels like the level is basically like one big empty space with a lot of cool wallpapers. And uh, as much as I like enjoy the aesthetic of Re like Area X res, and I think that like the song they picked was really good. Um, it feels really empty to me. Like you go up to like these like glowing neon structures and as you get close to them, they just dissolve into nothing because they can't be like an object for you to collide with because the game isn't built to support that. Um, and like the ways in which you like go through tunnels and valleys and across oceans in like default res, uh, the limitations of having an open space in area X are like a real bummer. I would hope they would fix that if they ever actually turn it into a real game, but like it mostly is like a screensaver in which you're playing a version of res over. Uh, I think it's a little uh, more than that. Like there are some cool areas. There are some really cool, uh, like there's that that big boss where you like have to go around to roll its arms and stuff. Yeah, um, that part's pretty cool. But like, like in the like in the final boss thing where, where the giant lady is, like there's a bunch of like glowing pillars, and when you go up to those pillars, they vanish because they you can't interact with anything. <laughs> like yeah, you're not wrong, and I think for a bit full game that would be a thing that we would need. Like that's a challenge for like what res two can could theoretically be. Even mm -hmm. like I don't know. We say we played area x thinking man this feels like a sketch for res 2 but presumably what it actually was was sony were like we need a vr thing hey yeah um, i mean like actual res is also playable in vr uh and i've heard it's actually a pretty cool way to play that game it's not like built for that in any way but uh i i i would love to have played vr res at some point in my life no me too but i'm never having a headset so yep <laughs> no thank you uh but yeah i don't know i I, I like the, like, just weird nothingness, intangible space of Area X. Like, you fly around, you dissolve a bunch, the air enemies dissolve a bunch, everything, like, reconstructs around you depending on which, depending on which way you're facing. Uh, it is very empty, but they managed to make that feel purposeful in, like, the particle yeah. design. I don't think that could sustain a whole game. I think that it is very, like, obviously, this is some Unreal Engine 4-looking particles. I didn't think I would yeah. ever be able to look at a res game and be like, holy shit, the Unreal Engine. But uh, also, because because it's, like, particle-driven and not, like, hard polygons, like, the whole thing just ends up, and part of it is the music choice and the fact that you can control your speed. The whole thing feels, like, softer than res. Like, res yeah. is a game that, like get your blood pumping and area X is like a cool, like chill out time. And that's not bad, but it feels very different. Like the actual thing I take away from uh, area X is that it's like a good version of child of Eden, which is Mizuguchi's like res spiritual successor. That is a, not a good game, but is like much more poppy where res is like electronica. And uh, 
this was a nice middle ground where like I enjoyed it. It doesn't quite scratch the same itch, but it's really beautiful. It just kind of feels soft in a way. Like I come to res to feel like I am becoming a robot. Oh, I, I, I liked it because it was more chill because the blood pumping version of res is just annoying. Cause I have to be like, I can't actually feel the music in that version. What um, if you got good? I mean, I guess I could just play res for a decade. Yeah, no, that's what I recommend. I don't know. <laughs> that's your recommended approach. Yeah, no, pl- play Res. Always be playing Res. Go back in time, play Res. In the future, play Res. Please play Res. It's my favorite. It's, I uninstalled it's literally Res. Literally one of my top fav- like top 10 games of all time. Yeah, I uninstalled Res and you were like, this PC will never, will go to its grave with Res on the hard drive. Yep, my 360's got Res on it. My PS4 has Res on it. This PC has Res on it. Your 360 has have res. already gone to its grave. With res on the hard drive. Yep, You're never exactly. turning that thing on again. Pro- uh, unless someone demands that we play a Game Club game that's only on 360. Yeah, no, for sure. Oh, right. That almost happened. <laughs> yes. Uh, one day. One day you'll have to play um, Banjo-Kazooie. No, I don't. Bolts. One day. No, I don't. No, yes, I don't. No, if I you don't. want to make M play uh, Nuts and Bolts, turn their 360 on. <laughs> Patreon.com slash abnormal mapping. <laughs> yep. I like nuts and bolts. I don't want to put in my 360, but I will, I guess, if people give us money. Yep. Almost did, but then we play Prince of Persia instead. Yeah, no, much better choice. I mean, whatever. Uh, Nuts and bolts is a better game than Sands of Time, but I didn't have to plug in anything extra to play Sands of Time. And that's Rez. That's Rez. Our second game on the Game Club this month is Thumper, which is a game by Drool, which who is uh, Mark Flurry and Brian Gibson. They are a two-person studio. They made this game called Thumper. It is a rhythm violence game, is their branding term for it. It's a rhythm game. You're a space beetle going through a hellscape nightmare. Uh, you press A to make things happen. You, you like dodge obstacles on this track, uh, send beams, fight bosses with your like rhythm beams. Uh, it's a cool. I, I, this is one of my favorite games. I love me some Thumper. Uh, it's very hard to describe without like actually seeing it. Like it makes perfect sense as soon as you look at it. Uh, so if you haven't, I would advise searching Thumper into YouTube and then clicking anything that comes up. Uh, yeah, that's basically what the game is. Yeah, in Thumper you are going along a track. They're like gems basically guitar hero style to hit uh they're all along the music uh the actual stages are broken up into short segments usually like a minute or two probably um with a checkpoint uh because this game is incredibly difficult uh and then like the skills go like this challenge goes up from there and you fight a boss at the end you fight mid bosses and uh also, the time signature changes every level to reflect the number of level you're on, which means that when you get to level five, you want to rip your face off. Level seven, also, just want to die. Please die. Time yes. to die. Level seven is one of... Well, it's actually not that hard because they realize it's in seven, eight. And... Yeah, no, it's actually level five that was the hardest one for me, I think. 
Uh, 5-4 also sucks. So, no. uh, key context here. Very key context. I am a drummer. I play the drums. So, this... I don't find this game that difficult. And that's going to be a big talking point here. I think... You are the only person on Earth who does... Like, you and Alex Navarro, who is also a drummer, are the two <laughs> people who are like, Thumper, yeah, it's great. You just flow with it. Everyone else with a brain and a sense of rhythm. And I, I don't... I, I do not lack a sense of rhythm. Thumper's hard. Like, it's fun. I enjoy it. But it's a hard fucking game. So I'm the person who is apparently like, man, Rez, I couldn't, like, get it. Like, I, I recognize it's cool, but the, the game was difficult in a way that pushed me away away from like the actual music going on and so it wasn't really that uh it didn't really like connect with me but thumper you just you just stop thinking and you and the sound are one the drums never stop let's go space beetle no because thumper is too hard for that like the by the time like the second half of that game is me basically like sight reading the level because it's no longer possible for me to feel the music like I got what? through this game by brute forcing it, not because I was like one with the sound. That's a shame, because uh, I mean, like that is the thing that is with Thumper is that you need to be very, very good at like music. Like it is made by two incredibly talented musicians making a game about music uh, in a way that like lines up with them. It is remarkable that it found an audience at all. It is not a. Uh, what's the word like it's it's it is a very niche game right yeah because like even the actual like music you're playing is not for everyone it is very loud industrial cacophony nonsense and i love it that's entirely my jam musically so that's why i like keep bashing my head against thumper even when like i didn't enjoy the game anymore because the sound and the look which is like this dark cloudy nothingness with this like chrome track and the all these like spider web arms coming up and like embracing you as you go through tunnels is like the best it's the greatest every frame of thumper is a beautiful album art but the actual video game is hot bullshit <laughs> oh no it's so it's it's everything i want in a video game so my my uh not argument but my like reasoning for why i love thumper in a way that i can't love res is because the game of thumper is the music uh like you turn and it is your turning that causes the music to happen the music is designed in such a way where there is very little difference between your actions and the sound like the most of the instruments are just the sound effects of the um of the track like there are these um like lines like that you that come on uh come to the track and you have to break these like wires um and every time one of them is placed on the track they make a sound and then every time you hold a and break them they make a sound so like that and that is what the music is made of it is like made up of your own actions like it feels like creating music in a way that res does not because the game of res is just afterburner uh like i don't have to play res to a beat res happens and there is a beat there and like the actions of like once you highlight enemies happens to a beat but i don't necessarily need to move myself to the beat in res I don't oh, feel sure. like, like, re like there. Res is about that disconnect, like being about synesthesia. It's about like this idea that these two things that shouldn't line up can line up if you like allow your brain to work in a non-normal way. Mm -hmm. uh, Thumper is just a rhythm game. Like, yeah, the rhythm violence be damned, whatever. You, the gems come down game. the track and you hit the button to the gems in the right way and you survive. Yeah, it is a rhythm game and it is a very like aesthetically ridiculous one and a very like hard one so that's where the rhythm violence comes from but that is just branding it is a rhythm game <laughs> but also like half of the objects in thumper are bad like the gates we have to fly up like the blue gates are terrible 
Uh, it took me a while. I realized how they work now. I, I, I've started getting yeah, better. At the them. like, so you, so the thing with the beetle is like the beetle. You press the like the A button, and you will like basically like hunker down, and that allows you to break through barriers. And you have to hunker down and lean to like get like hit walls to bounce off of. You have to lean in the opposite direction of the wall. Um, and then there's these blue gates that are in the air, and you press up and a button to like get up in the air, and you break through them. These ones are like almost entirely optional. Um, because there's no penalty for missing them, uh, except for score, I guess. Uh, other than the fact the music sounds bad, but by the end of the game, they want you to like do them in sequence with like the normal gems and the walls and the little barricades, like at a speed that becomes like really hard to do. So you just end up dropping them because they're the easiest thing to drop, which means it's actually harder to track the music because they're optional. So because you aren't feeling the instruments anymore. The one big problem with Thumper is the control scheme in this sense. There are like moments where you would really, really want some options on the triggers because you yeah. just have the, uh, um, well, so you have the A button and you have the stick. And I think you yeah. have like the A button is replicated on the RB button or something. But basically yeah. all movement is handled with the stick, which is a problem during some of these moments because you need to go up in the air so you press a and you hold up uh to break the things and then you might need to stay up in the air as you hit two uh gates and to do that you have to keep holding up uh and a and like turn your stick slightly left without turning it all the way left so the up is not being held yep. like it's that is very awkward there's also multi-tracks where you have to switch between tracks and it's very easy to over switch and switch to too many switch to like yep. why that isn't on the triggers is beyond me that would be very yeah. easy um, moving moving between tracks should be bumpers getting up in the air should be a trigger like that game would be like i would still be playing that game if that was the way it was built yeah uh it relying on the analog stick is uh the main weakness in its um approachability like most of the approachability weakness is by design like it's a game about rhythm that requires you to ha like it's not here to teach you how to be a drummer uh it is here yep. to be an expression of that so like that is not approachable but a thing that but it does it does ask you to understand how five four time works so yes. like <laughs> uh but like that is the, but that's just baked into the design of the game and you can't like you know that that would push that would change the game changing that but i think oh, sure. changing but the control you, scheme like when when that game came out like either people got it or they bounced off so hard and never came back yeah and i think that that's mostly fine like yeah no no it's fine like this is not a game for every this isn't guitar hero this isn't even res like i think res is pretty approachable it can be hard and bullshitty but i think the appeal is like pretty instant i think thumper either it grabs you or it's like repellent yeah uh i i would not disagree um, I like so I played Thumper when it came out, uh, and I really liked it up until the part where it started getting into weird time signatures, and I couldn't like feel the music anymore. And then I bounced in level seven, uh, and then replaying again, I almost bounced again in level seven and was able to power through, thankfully. But uh, that game is cool, but yeah, it's it's really hard if you are not a drummer. That's my take. <laughs> yep, and and so the re the reason I find it uh, less. Um hard's not the right word it's still hard but the, so the reason i like it is because of the way like it is a rhythm game so the actions you take are the music and it, it is designed to like make that connection disappear uh mm. another reason i really like it is that it's very good about giving you ways to recover uh if you met if you hit something and you like lose your armor and you can like go for a little bit you can very easily do a like up down blast 
uh, and recover your armor with that way. Though that does not actually work all the time. No, you have to go for about seven, eight notes, uh, and then you get the ability to do that again. You have to like build up a two times chain. Uh, oh, is that what that is? Yes. It, it never explained that that was based on your chain, so I never knew why it was working sometimes and not others. If you do it too quickly after losing your armor, then then you can't do it. But if you yeah, no, because the thing I would do is I'd lose my armor and I'd immediately try to do it. Be like, oh, let me get that armor back. Doesn't work. No, uh, well, yeah, and it doesn't tell you why it doesn't work. I just, I guess, I just figured that out. I'd like, yeah, because it doesn't tell you, but I did go oh i can't do it now because i've my sound is wrong i can feel that it's wrong so i figure that out but and yes it does not it is minimalist in a way that's very deliberate but the game could use a manual <laughs> uh, like i took me a while to work out how to do um uh the upgates uh, how to do the longer ones i couldn't figure out how to go further and yeah that also to, took me a long time the way to do that is to go up and then keep pressing a over gems as you are up in the air and that will give you yep. more boost and you're like oh right of course like yes that totally makes sense and is very logical in the design of the game but if someone would have just told me that that would have been much easier but yep. the way this game can uh support you being sloppy it's sloppy as a relative term uh for, for like once you're good at it i guess but the way this game can support you being sloppy the way this game isn't to me about getting it perfect like i thought maybe i'd be the person who would want to go back and like do thumper score runs i don't give a shit about that it is about the feeling of in the moment i just don't want to break my like i don't want to i don't want to it's like it's burnout right i don't want to crash i want to keep going on this track um yeah and it scratches a very similar itch and uh, feels like this mix between trying to hit a track and also trying to improvise because you're like, okay, I need to make sure I can get my th armor back at some point. Okay, I've got a breathing room. I can do this. Let's keep going. Uh, it is good. It, is, it feels very good to play to me. I understand why people are turned off. I understand if you don't like it, but it is one of my favorite games of all time. I love it so um, much. We're probably at the end here. We want to talk a bit about the Switch version versus the PC. Yeah, so let me talk about analog sticks. <laughs> I was playing on the Switch version, and I think the Switch version is is great. Um, the force feedback on the Joy Cons is excellent, but the the Joy Cons have maybe the worst analog stick of a modern console. Uh, 3DS exists. No, because the 3DS analog stick is barely an analog. That is a disc, and everyone playing it knows that it's a disc. No one is ever asking you to do non-disc That's true. things. That's like, true. Yeah, I, no, the the Switch analog, the Joy Con analog sticks are bad. Like. I can play Mario 3D Land and I have full control over Mario at all times, even though that's a disc. I can play Mario Odyssey, which is a fucking new Mario game on a new console, and it feels shit because of those analog sticks sometimes. The best, like, Zelda goes around that by never being about precise movements, thank God. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I don't know why the sticks have a built-in dead zone in a way that's very obvious, but they do. Uh, I have a pro controller and have ended up using that more than I've wanted to, which is annoying because I, I like using that not in you know not in uh, docked mode. But oh, that eighty dollar controller. Yeah, fuck that. No. <laughs> Nintendo, not your friend. <laughs> uh, but so I was playing Thumper for for like six levels on the Switch, and it was cool, but. At the point where I was asking you to do more, like I was having to basically use the D-pad, and that is not that also doesn't feel good uh, as an analog stick replacement. Um, even yeah, and I, I I liked it. I liked the 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 vibration that they do there, but it it just couldn't. It just the controllers just weren't there in the way that the uh, it controls on PC for me, which is a real shame. Play it on a console or a computer, not the Switch. Yep, PlayStation VR. <laughs> Yeah, it's got VR support. None of us have ever... We have not used VR. 
ever. So this is one of those VR games. It was like advertised as that, even though it was never actually developed as that. So it it is fine on a screen. Don't worry about it. Yeah, bumper. Maybe watch a video. I would actually suggest the giant bomb quick look because Alex enjoys it and Vinny is repulsed. So I might record a video of thumper at some point. I want to see how well I can do on camera. <laughs> okay. Um, and you can just see the two reactions to Thumper because Thumper's a lot, but it's a very good video. Yes, so. it is. Um, all right, let's get to the last game. Let's do it. Our last game is NES Remix. This is a Wii U game uh, that came out uh, December 2013. Uh, this game is four years old. Can you believe it? God. No, God. <laughs> NES Remix just came out. It is directed by Koichi Hayashida. Um, it is a collection of NES games uh, Nintendo published uh, exclusively that are split up into challenges um, that are like the mechanics of the game all like turned into brief almost like WarioWare-esque minigames uh, and then they use those to build new things called the remix stages in which you are playing the game but there is like a weird new mechanic that is introduced and you enjoy those uh, you are graded on like uh, how fast you do stuff, how many times you fail and you get stars and stars unlock new levels it gives you stamps like constantly for the Miiverse which no longer exists which is a real bummer um, there's a sequel to this game I have not played that has different games and I think it has like video features where you're like here's here's the developers playing the game to show you how it works and stuff but um, I don't actually know 100% because I like I said I've not played it uh, and then this was all packaged together and there is like a truncated version of the best ones of these that is on the 3DS. But we're playing the original. Yes. Um, Jackson, tell me about NES Remix. Uh, As so someone who... So here's my question. How okay. many of these games had you played before playing NES Remix? Three, four? Four. So you played Super Mario Brothers. I'm looking at the list. So yes, I played I played Mario and Zelda. I played Balloon Fight. Yep. I touched Excite Bike. Okay. But that's it. You'd not played Donkey Kong? I have never played Nest Donkey Kong. Huh, okay, cool. Um, all right, I, that, that, that was that, that's a question that I wanted to ask because I've played all these before. So. Yeah, I was trying to think, have I played Donkey Kong? Donkey Kong seems like, of these, it is the one I most should have touched. But no, I don't think I've played Donkey Kong. Okay. So tell me about the video game. It's interesting. It's like, I would not call it a good game, Nest Remix, but I would call it interesting and like... It is okay. It is the most homework video game of all time. It's like play these small bits of NES games and understand how they work. It's like fascinating in that sense. It's not fun uh, because a lot of the NES games are really awkward and really not very like uh, fun to actually play in these broken down ways. Uh, and the like games like Zelda. I love Zelda. I think that's a great game, but it does not support this like bite sized format very well. But also the same way, like, this is more of a tutorial than Zelda's ever had. 
Yeah. But, like, as a way of teaching you the mechanics of, like, old Nintendo games, it's excellent. Like, it is a... I'm so happy it exists. I'm glad people can do it. I wouldn't, like, say... You know, it's... Describing it as WarioWare for NES games is yes, accurate, no, it, but WarioWare it, it, is also phenomenal. wrong. Yes. <laughs> Every so, single action that you take in WarioWare is, like, the most perfectly precision tuned five second piece of joy this is made of like a balloon fight (laughs) yeah so like one don't disparage balloon fight i'll come at you but two uh the thing the thing that's interesting about this is that like while it presents is like oh mini games like warrior right because they have a mini game yes series what it actually ends up being is like watch this video about how this game works they play these challenges they explain the mechanics like and it explains things like here's how you get like bonus power-ups here's how you find secrets here's how you do like advanced techniques uh it ends up being like a primer in 80s video game design Mm -hmm. um and then that leads into the remix areas which are like really like complicated and often very hard and even though they're like sometimes they can be novel and really cool but um also like they they create like a new graphic because like the original just the challenges are just the nes games like in the in a window playing it the remix stages and the bonus stages are like they have like a gradient in the background for no good reason and everybody everything's got a drop shadow and what it evokes because we're looking at this in 2017 is mario maker and what this game basically is is like the beginnings of what would be mario maker to me because they decided what if we like built a game that tries to be a like a game design studio and they did it, and it's actually not very fun because it's a game design, like, primer tool. But they then went and made, like, the best game design tool that's ever existed, like, off the backbone of this. Like, I look at this and I see, oh, this is where yeah. Mario Maker came from, not, oh, this is, like, a WarioWare mm-hmm. derivative. You're not wrong. That is, This is clearly where Mario Maker comes from. The aesthetic of uh, the remix stages in Mario is it's just how the Mario looks. The drop shadow is that's what it is. It's that. That's how it looks. Yep. Yep. And also, like, this, like, idea that, like, we can teach people how to make NES-style levels is, like, that. that's what Mario Maker is all about and does really well at that. This game is more, uh, it's weird because, like, the game choices uh, are interesting, but I feel like some of them they don't spend enough time with. Some of them they spend way too much time with. Uh, nobody ever should play Ice Climber ever. Don't force anyone <laughs> to play Ice Climber ever. It's a bad mm-hmm. video game. But... I like Clue Clue Land. Clue Clue Land's indecipherable to people, but I think it's a really cool game. Yeah, it's game. fun. I'm still not sure. Like, yeah, it is indecipherable. I had a good time, but I... Yeah, because Clue Clue Land's got the infamous, like, you are extending your left or right hand to grab poles and swing around, and you need to uncover the hidden object that's in every level. Like, oh, there's like a... There's an object that's like all made up of like line art and that line art is obscured until you go over it so you have to swing around these poles to uncover the art and avoid enemies because it's also like a maze game because it's made in the 80s uh and those three things together make a game that is overwhelmingly impossible to play but also the idea is really cool yeah you're like wait is this pac-man or Picross? what is this oh god i'm dead It's both, but yeah. hard. Because also your controls are ridiculous. The 80s. Nothing had been worked out yet. Which is like means that you get crazy shit like this where it's cool. But but then but then also you get golf. And golf is just golf. <laughs> like, video games have not improved upon golf at all. I mean, they've added like, you know, well... They've, they've added quality of life features. But like the actual mechanic of you pick a club, you line up the like... 
you see where it's going to go on the map and then you hit the three button swing that just exists well already. you can't improve upon golf it's already perfect they tried to do that with uh like the um ryan analog stick stuff in uh uh what's his name later tiger I was about to say tony yeah. hawks fuck me <laughs> uh tiger woods the other one <laughs> and they like they still have the three point swing in there because you can't beat the three point swing yep yeah, I know. Uh, and so what this means is like some of these games, you're like, oh, yeah, this is cool. Like I'm discovering a new favorite if you've never played this before. Or me, it's like, I like golf. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to play golf. Then it asks you to make a hole in one. You're like, fuck off, golf, you <laughs> dick. I can't do that in like modern golf games. Yeah. But then it also asks you to play Mario Brothers ever. And you're like, I hate Mario Brothers. But not only does it ask you to hate play Mario Brothers, it asks you to in one of the remix stages, which is one of the worst decisions ever made in a video game, but closing down Nintendo for this, I ask you to play Mario Brothers against the clock, where the clock isn't a clock, but the, it is the screen zooming out to, like, pixelated size. <laughs> Ma- that one that one is hilarious because of how ridiculously bad it is. It is a joke played on you for playing. It is a Coen Brothers uh, yeah, of Mario Yeah, I know. Like, I can feel the development i going to look at this idiot playing Mario Brothers and they're <laughs> pixel big. <laughs> no one should ever do this, idiot. <laughs> but then you get you get like some levels where uh like in the remix stage, like the later remix stages, you're getting like here just beat the end of Zelda, which is really cool. Like there's one mission that's just play the end of Zelda. And it's like, yeah, the end of Zelda is great. Or there's one that's like play through these stages and now they're like Game Boy colored and now they're virtual boy colored at the last like challenge. And like the like Nintendo quirky, like nods to history are really cool. It's it's very cool. I, I like that it exists. I don't necessarily like playing all the games, but the way uh, the remix stuff uh, like expresses itself is like very inventive. And also like, Nintendo, how am I saying this? Nintendo's relationship to old games is strange, right? Like, they are always putting from them for nostalgia, always like, look at the old thing. We've got to, like, buy this NES classic. You can do this. So, yeah, one of the the things I wanted to state is almost every game that's in here, I think with the exception of Wrecking Crew, Mm -hmm. yeah, I think that's true. Every one of these, maybe Urban Champion, uh, was available as a playable NES cart in the original Animal Crossing. Huh. Like you, they were just in the game and you can get them and play them. And then that by the Wii, they were like, hey, please pay $5 yeah. for each of these. Some of these worth $5. Some of these absolutely not worth like, any money. Urban Champion is not worth anything. That, or Urban Champion is maybe the dumbest game Nintendo's ever made. The fact that this game doesn't just have all the ROMs in a menu is kind of damning, but yeah. they can't because they have instead have a link for you to buy them in the virtual console. Which is a real shame because if they just had playable versions of these games, like... I think it would. Be, I think it would introduce people, like, because they're teaching you how to play games. Then you have to go and buy. It doesn't make any sense. Like, put the games in here. I understand why Nintendo wants to make money, but put the games in here. No one's buying your NES games yeah, anymore. No, I wish that they would understand. I mean, I guess they kind of have understood that and have bundled them in like fucking uh, like yeah. boxes that I don't want. I'd rather them just do that for games I can Even- buy. I want collections, not virtual console stuff. Even if even if they like they put everything in here but Super Mario Brothers and Zelda, I'd understand that. Those are games people want to pay well, that, money that's for. That's the thing, right? Is that like this game in a way like what I was uh, saying before was like Nintendo's relationship with older games is like this is this font of nostalgia and stuff. But this actually allows you to go back and look at the old games for like exactly what they were without any like this is what the game are. This is how it was built. It is a real thing, and you can like interact with it. Uh, 
and then you can't play the fucking video game. It's the most Nintendo decision yep. possible. God. Yeah. Uh, what I want to do uh, is go through these games and get your impressions of what, how good the games are. Do you think that'd be fun? I want to do this. Okay. I have the list on Wikipedia in alphabetical order. So we'll just go through them and we'll briefly say what we think about the game or a thing we think is cool, thing we think is suck. Balloon Fight. We covered this last month or two months it's ago. It's fun. I'm bad at it. I suck at it. Uh, I'm also bad at it. It's great. Please watch that Iwata video of him playing Balloon Fight. Baseball. Uh, it's a, it's it's fine. It's an old baseball game. Like, what do you want from me? <laughs> those uh, those untitled Nintendo sports games are all surprisingly playable. Like, they're a good time if you have someone to play with. But baseball is weird because uh, it doesn't have like it doesn't support any two player mode. So there's nothing there to do other than like swing the ball, the bat. Yeah, and the I ball. did that. I can swing the bat of the ball. I I nailed it. <laughs> Clue Clue uh, Land. We got. We did this. Clue Clue Land is uh, Don- Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong. I mean, to shock you here, but Donkey Kong's pretty good. Donkey Kong is a really good game. That NES version is the version I know because uh, I I'm oh, I am uh, young enough that that being in an arcade like doesn't exist outside of the like place choice cabinets, which I think just use the NES version. Um, there's like weird legal things around Donkey Kong, the original arcade version, that mean Nintendo will probably never release mm-hmm. it again. Um, Donkey Kong Jr. I suck at it. I like. I think it's interesting, and I would like to play it and get good at it one day. But I'm fucking terrible at it. I think Donkey Kong Jr. is better than Donkey Kong. I really like the like crawl up two vines, go up faster, go down one vine to go down faster mechanic. I think yeah, that's it's really like a neat. really interesting mechanic that I wish I was better at because even with three like going through the tutorials of the way the game works, I just still really terrible at Donkey Kong Jr. And every time it came up, I was like, God, this game again. Uh, even though I recognized it, like that is not fucking Ice Climbers. That is a game that yeah. it is not only possible to get good at, but once you understand it, it's probably a great time. I just didn't get there in this yep. in this journey. Donkey Kong 3. Uh, similarly. <laughs> I think Donkey Kong 3 yeah. sucks. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. You're not playing as Mario or Donkey Kong Jr. You're just Stanley with his little bug spray. I don't... Like, it feels like a Game & Watch game, like, like turned into an arcade thing, and it's not... I don't think it's interesting. I don't understand. I, may, I guess I should look up the history of Donkey Kong 3, because I don't understand why it is what it is. Yeah, I'm not entirely uh, sure either, to be perfectly honest. Because Donkey Kong, classic video game, everyone knows it. Uh, history has been uh, like written and understood. Donkey Kong Jr. I'm like, oh, Donkey Kong Jr. Like from Donkey Kong, that is an important piece of Donkey Kong like lore, what have you. Donkey Kong Three. Who the fuck is Stanley? He's just a guy. He's just a guy. And the game guy. is now like a weird shooter. <laughs> yeah, like what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. Excite Bike. It's great. Yep. The original game, uh, the NES cartridges had like a level editor. Uh, the original Famicom version was a disc system game, so you could save your levels to a disc. The Famicom or the NES version didn't have battery backup because it's before that, so there was no way to save the levels you would create in the level creator. <laughs> yes, I love old games. It even had an option to say save. Didn't do anything. Yep. Um, Excite Bike's really neat. Uh, that that's one of those games where it's like this is way cooler than it has any right to be, given like era it's in. It, 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 much like the sports games i guess it is technically a sports game but uh much like the other sports games it is like just one of those games about going down a track and balancing the jumps and stuff like, that's a whole genre yeah well yes i know but like trials exists and yep. it's obviously nothing like trials but 
as one of those things, it's much more playable and complete than you might expect for like the physics yeah. capabilities of a NES game, I which mean, are none. It, it has that trials thing where like you need to make sure you land square on the ground or you are going yep. to get messed up. You do. You get messed up. Yep. There's golf. We talked about golf. Golf is good. Golf. Hey, golf in most forms. Good. Ice climber next on this list sucks. Ice climber is awful. Terrible jumping. Everything about the aesthetic is bad except for that polar bear wearing sunglasses. <laughs> the music is obnoxious. I hate ice climbers. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. So I don't think I hate it as much as you, just because like, okay, I have to play ice climbers. I have again played. I have stars. played this game multiple times over decades. I hate ice climbers every time I play it. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense because yeah, I was like, I thought it was bad, but I don't like. I played it in this collection with a bunch of other games, so I didn't touch it. Like, I didn't touch any of these games that much, right? Yeah. yeah. So I can't have the hatred you have for Ice Climber, but it is inspiring. Yep. Mario Bros. The original, the best. Fucking some would say. It's fucking, it's fucking awful. <laughs> I hate Mario Bros. What if? before like the problem is we can't go back in time right like mario's defined by having some of the best like air control physics ever created for a video game sure character. but if you look at this as the midpoint between donkey kong and it's Super also mario bad Brothers, yes you're right it's also two bad. of which are like two of the most important and like excellent games from the 80s and it's just this fucking awful one screen piece of shit game with the worst jumping and like confusing mechanics about how to kill enemies that you always end up like bringing them back to life by accident because you didn't that you didn't take them out in their proper down state or whatever and just oh it's bad i don't like it pinball uh it's fine it's too slow because it's not real pinball yeah like, it's, it's, not it's really a new slow pinball game. like you compare golf to pinball and while both games have not changed the fact that the pinball moves so slow is that modern pinball is has actually appreciably blah 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 is actually different in an appreciable way in the way that golf is like the same game super mario bros uh, well, I've never heard of this. What is this? Oh, uh, it's a video game. Uh, you might have played it on the YouTube channel. <laughs> I might have. Yeah. Seems like a thing I would do. Yeah, no. You might have died to the first Goomba. <laughs> <laughs> no, not me. <laughs> the best part uh, is now we can joke about it because you're actually pretty good at video games like this. <laughs> yeah, no, I've played a bunch of old games now. Yeah. Uh, but Mario's good. I. It's no Mario 3, and it's really no Mario World. But it's no Mario 2. Well, it's really no Mario 2 in many ways. Yes. Uh, <laughs> tennis, anyone? <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, it's tennis. I don't know. This sport's it's tennis. Fun. What do you want from me? The Legend of I Zelda. Say, I love Zelda. I think it fits very badly into this it's a, uh, collection, but because of what kind of game it is. But this collect, love this collection is the most I have ever loved the original Legend of Zelda. <laughs> So, i'm sorry i just i just don't have that affection for zelda all mine's on zelda 2 because that's the one i owned as a kid yeah, i mean that's fair but apparently i'm the one who just comes in and like i when we first did this podcast i bounced hard off link to the past which is just what video games are now video games are still link to the past how did i do that and yet then a couple years later i came to legend of zelda the nest game and i had a guide to be fair like i had a guide telling me where to go and like where the secrets were because you need that um but you know, I was like Legend of Zelda. Yeah, that's where it is. I fucking love this game, even though I died so much to one enemy that uh, <laughs> there's like a forty minute video of me in one dungeon. It's really embarrassing. But I don't. I have the affection for it. I love. I love the Legend of Zelda. Urban Champion. That game's cool. That game is bad. It is a. 
it is a two button fighting game before fighting games were a thing. And like, I guess that's interesting historically. And like, this is kind of one of the first fighting games, but also it's two guys punching each other outside of a shop and making sure the cops don't come. And it's not, they, they charged full price for this video game at some point, Jackson. Well, so to me, I'm like, this is just a, uh, I guess, like a warrior wear slightly, but like you press the button, you punch the guy. It's not a huge thing, but I guess in the context of this game is as much of a game as Zelda. Yeah. Like that's crazy, but it's fine. You punch the guy. And then Wrecking Crew, which is a game that I, I've played a couple times, but I am mostly not familiar with. It wasn't big in the back in the day. It didn't see the same re-releases that a lot of these games did. But Wrecking Crew is pretty cool. I like, I like it. I like when, I like whenever you climb on ladders. Like Donkey Kong is good because it's all climbing on ladders and like the speed difference is just fun. Uh, and this is more. Hey, what if more ladders? What I, if ladders? I like Wrecking Crew because it's like, what if Load Runner was for normal people? <laughs> like a bunch of dudes uh who are around for the 80s are getting so mad at you right now they probably yeah, don't listen but the thing mad. that like not only do you it's the same kind of enemy avoidance and like setting traps like making sure the door is open so the enemy goes in the door which is like basically putting an enemy a pit and load runner but also you get to knock down buildings and that's cool that's better than like digging holes that's my take yep. knocking down buildings better than digging holes Correct. Accurate. <laughs> and that's everything. Those are all the games. The, uh, this game is cool. I don't know if I'd recommend it unless you have an interest in 80s games. But if you haven't played NES games very much, I think it's actually like a cool way to get into those games and then like load up a bunch of ROMs and actually enjoy the games once you understand how they work. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. It's neat. Uh, we will continue to try to play Wii U games as possible for <laughs> this podcast because the Wii U is cool and rip the Wii U. There are some, well, there are some Wii games I plan to play soon. Yeah, okay. That counts. Those on the Wii U. Yeah. I, yeah, I would play those on a Wii U. I don't have a Wii anymore, so. At some point, I've got to play Metroid Prime. Yeah, Metroid. I'll probably play that with you, so. Yeah, all right. Metroid Prime's good. It's better than NES Remix. I guess we're done talking about <laughs> NES Remix. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, in conclusion, uh, NES Remix is land of contrasts, not as good as Metroid Prime. <laughs> questions if you have questions you can send them to podcast at abnormalmapping.com you can ask us anything about games we're talking about games we're not talking about we'll pine about whatever uh if you have comments about games we played in the past anything you just send us we don't get like we don't actually get that many emails we would love emails because i love talking about them so please send us emails but we do have some twitter questions so the first question is uh from a good friend amar so it is a two-parter one, why is Res one of the best games ever made? Uh, I don't know, it just is. Sorry. It's it's alright. <laughs> and two, which version of Res is the best? Uh, play Infinite. There's Infinite. no reason to go back at this point. Uh, I would be interested... Like, So, I would be interested in the old versions of Res, but not 
today. Like, I'm interested in what Res is like playing on like a CRT. Um, yeah, 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 no, like, Res itself is interesting. There's no reason to play HD at all, because Infinite has just made it obsolete. Uh, yeah, no, in a modern context, you just want to play the PC version or the PS4 version, depending on what you have. Uh, yep. But I I am fascinated in what, like, Res was like on, like, flickery CRTs, because I bet that completely changed the experience. Um, some, I feel like the, the Res is one of those games where the HDness makes it feel like its best self in a lot of ways. Oh, no, like, I agree. The, like that game in widescreen on a monitor where I'm just like pumping it directly into my eyeballs, the sharpest it will ever be is amazing. Running at like 200 times rendering resolution. <laughs> yes, absolutely. You can just crank, my computer can just crank that all to the maximum and it's great. It looks amazing. Yeah. Uh, um, so uh, our friend Cass uh, asked, would you rather play Res VR or Thumper VR? Hmm. I guess like, I mean, I'd rather play Thumper, so Thumper VR. I would rather, rather play, play but yes. that's just well, that's just which games we'd rather play. I don't necessarily yep. think either of them would be better. So or worse I would in VR. like to experience both in VR. I think I would appreciate how overwhelming Thumper VR is more than I think it would add to Res. I just like Res enough that I would be like, yeah, VR Res. Isn't Res VR does the thing where your vision controls the? Yes. Okay. And which I've heard makes that game much easier. Okay, because I would have assumed that would have made that game really awkward, but I yeah, guess I don't, they, I don't, I don't actually know. They uh, designed around that somehow. Yeah, I assume it gives you a very big painting reticle for locking on. Yeah, probably. Remember, remember in uh, Afterburner Climax where you can get the giant reticle and it just fills the entire screen and it's the best. There that is so nothing good. as good it. as Afterburner Climax when you've unlocked all the beasts and you just you know, fucking kill. It. Everything. And that, that game's frame rate just tanks because you're constantly going at top speed. Oh, I love it! <laughs> yeah, it's good. Uh, Cass also asked, uh, how's NES Remix compared to WarioWare? Um, yeah, it doesn't, really. Um, no. Yeah, no. I I wish it did. I, I think there's cool stuff. Like, the Remix stages start to get there. The Like, the goofy ones where it's like, do this level where you're constantly running. Or, like, the... Is is the Mario on a curve in this, or is that actually in WarioWare? That's actually in WarioWare, where you play... In Twisted, there's one one where you were playing it like it's on like a giant cylinder, and you're just like turning the thing to move. It's really good. Like, you can't actually move Mario. You are turning the world under him as you jump and stuff. It's pretty it's a good. Really, it is a better way to express... Just go play all of the, like, 8-volt uh, stages. That's what I would suggest. I tried to buy... Uh... Mario Wear Twisted, and I got sent a regular GBA cart with a Twisted sticker for uh, £40. So clearly, that racket is no. I'm never going to get to play Twisted. It's never going to happen. I'm sad about if it. If I ever see a Twisted cartridge in the wild, I will buy it and send it to you. So. Okay, I'll hook you up. Because that, that is the only video game that I'm like actually going to spend fucking money on in that sense. Yep. Uh, and then we have one more question from Ark uh, on Twitter, and it is Thumper. How difficult is it? Does it count as a rhythm game, or is it something else? Thumper's hard, straight up. Thumper's hard, and it's it's a rhythm game. Yep. Yeah, it's totally, gems come down tracks. Every movement you make is like in the, the music and the rhythm. Those rhythms become abstract, or not abstracted, but they com become complex to the point where it, it can often feel like you're not playing music later on because you get overwhelmed and you lose the sense. Part of that is because the music is like atonal, uh, like industrial nonsense. Um, it's good, though, uh, if you're into that sort of thing. Uh, I will upfront say that. I think the music in Thumper is great. It is. Um, 
but yeah it totally counts as a rhythm game it is more of a rhythm game than res is it's more than rhythm game than like a lot of games are i feel like so yeah like the branding of all rhythm violence with like a very smart idea to sell that game but i think when describing that game it, it is just rhythm game with an aesthetic like that yeah. is that is what it is and that, that is great but it is very hard. So if it's yeah. too hard, then don't don't worry about it. We have an email here from Hunter who says, Dear M and Jackson, I've been trying to get past the second level in Res for months. I'm usually pretty alright at video games. I'm not having trouble with Thumper. Just for some reason, I'm not getting Res. So my question is, have you been unable to get the mechanics of a game that everyone else seems to get? Good show as always, Hunter. P.S. I know about the travel travel mode. I'm just too stubborn. Yeah, no, that's fair. Relatable. Uh, thank you for saying it's a good show. We crave the validation. No, we really do. I mean, we really do. I understand people like it, but I need to be told, preferably like <laughs> once a week, that my show is good and people <laughs> like listening to it. If you can cite yep. specific episodes of your favorites, that's even better. Because then I like, oh, you like that? Okay. Yes. But no, thank you, really. Uh, this is a good question. Rez. <laughs> I mean, no. Well, I mean, like... have you considered getting good? Well, at... Area 2 is the hard area in the game. Like, the final boss is much harder, but Area 2 is the stumbling block, I feel. Yeah, uh, no, I think the boss of Area 2 is, like, hot bullshit, straight up. It's the bit where all the, like, s- trees splinter off and then yeah. each shoot out rockets, yep. and you have to be very on it to stop them. Yeah, this is usually uh, when least... I burn through every single one of my red charges. Yeah, you gotta pop the overdrive Also, there. like... At this point, like, the one thing I would recommend is, like, at this point, you should understand the balance of when you want to do, like, max lock and when you don't. Don't always try for the max lock, even if it boosts your score. Um, Like, especially when, like, but when those, like, giant walls come at you, you want a max lock. Max locks makes your life much better. Yep. I just hold the A button and press it on and off, like, with regularity to make sure that I'm getting the hits off as quickly as possible. Yep. I don't care about score. Yeah. Uh... Yeah. I like a good max lock because it feels good. Yeah, it but feels great. That's why. But Especially when you can get the max lock on the thing that needs a max lock to unlock. If you like get a stray couple hits on it, then yeah. do it with only six. It sucks. Yep. You need to get the max lock. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, do we have any good examples for this? So I was thinking us? about this, and I was like, what's a game that everybody likes that I just don't get? And there's a lot of games that I don't Vanquish. like. So there's a lot of games like that where like I I understand what people like or I understand how to play the game. I just think the game sucks. But mechanically, I don't I don't know. Like that's kinda how I felt about Tony Hawk when I played it. I was like, I guess I see what you like, but I don't I don't know how to play this. Uh that makes sense. Tony Hawk is definitely there for me because i i love tony hawk but i'm a normal person should not be like trying to force their way well, into also tony hawk. like a person who had only played skate and really liked skate and had never come to tony hawk <laughs> oh skate's so fucking good you yeah. uh i mean i feel this way about street fighter i don't understand street fighter at all like w- one i think the characters are ugly but also like half the characters are charged characters who wants to play a video game like this uh charge characters suck this is my opinion this is i know the scrub opinion but it is mine like it's not fun i don't want to play this this sucks that's why i play mortal kombat bring back virtual fighter (laughs) (laughs) i'm still kind of there with poyo poyo like i love poyo poyo tetris it is one of my games of the year but poyo poyo is so fucking hard like it is clear that that game benefits from being a mainstay in japan in the way that tetris is but the logic of building chains is so still alien to my brain that i'm basically doing guesswork i'm like trying to get them in threes and hopefully they'll line up to form a chain i'm i 
I can't. My brain has not like switched to getting the mechanics of that game yet because uh, building chains is just a very specific thing uh, to mentally do. Mm. Um, so that's uh, the main one. Like I don't know. Like I'm not very good at Dark Souls yet. I'll give one of those. I've I've tried like two of those games and got a little bit in each time. Got a little better. One day I'll get there. Yeah, should play Monster Hunter. I should play Monster Hunter. Yeah. That's what got me. That's what got me to be like, oh, Dark Souls. I understand this now. Yep. Yeah, it totally was. Yeah. And then you played Bloodborne because it was like Castlevania, and yeah. you it is very hyped. Yeah. Goes on too long. I mean, that's the problem with all the Souls games, right? Go on too long. Yep. Okay, um, we're clearly done with this question. Thank you for the question, though. Hey, if you don't like Res, just watch it on YouTube. That's what I do when I'm like, I don't want to play this. This seems cool, but no, I watch it on YouTube. They should have a way for YouTube to connect to the vibration. Yeah, I know, for sure, because oh, that'd be great. Hey, if I could just get... Tra- oh, look, I don't know. Maybe it's bad if YouTube could just, like, vibrate whatever object you wanted, because YouTube teledodonics would become a real thing. Virgining well, I, market. I meant if I could just click res play visualizer, I want the vibration in the game, but I said YouTube. Yeah, no, now, guess... now it's spiraled into me thinking about yeah. how this would be, like... <laughs> There would never not be awful think pieces about this. So that's it for uh, the questions next month. Well, actually, two things. In two weeks will be our Game of the Year podcast. As always, it will be a uh, music long. show. It will not be five hours long. It'll probably be about two, two and a half. We, we haven't recorded it yet. I have the music all set up, though. Um, it'll be a music cast. We'll talk about our favorite games that we played this year. Some of our least favorite games. It'll be a good time. Please look forward to it. It should be dropping somewhere between Christmas and New Year's. Uh, then January, we have our first Patreon backers show. We do. Um, yeah. Our, uh, good friend, Sam on Twitter, Jackson, what's Sam's Twitter handle? Uh, at Samuel Howitt. Okay. Thank you. I did not know. And I didn't have the top of my head, uh, has pledged enough to come on the show. And we are going to talk about shadow of the Colossus, uh, just in time for it to be released again. <laughs> which we're not going to we're going to be playing the uh ps3 versions at least me and jackson i don't know what sam's playing but um i mean please look forward to that sam will be playing the ps3 version <laughs> ps4 yeah. one's not out no one's playing their ps2 no. i mean some people might be playing their ps2 i guess of all the people who would be playing their ps2 it'd be sam yeah so please look forward to us talking about shadow colossus this is a game that uh, i think someone suggested us play a long time ago also and yep We've never got to it. We've had a couple suggestions for this. It is a very popular, beloved game in certain circles. I've never touched it. I'm very interested to see how I I react to it. I I don't like it, but I'm hoping I might change my mind this time. We'll see. I have not played it in several years, and I'm a much different person than I was last time. Our plan is to play the game, but we are also going to... uh, not, I mean, we don't know how much, but uh, Heather Alexandra, a friend of the site, has done a Let's Play of this that is apparently very good that I'm also going to hopefully watch at least a little of. Uh, so if you don't want to play uh, Shadow of the Colossus and want some context, that's where I'd recommend getting it. Yep. Uh, her videos are, this is back when she was just coming off of, like, school, so it is the most academic read on Shadow of the Colossus. It's really good. I like it a lot. Heather is good people. I like all of her work, so please enjoy that. Um... And I think that's it. Jackson, give us the plugs. Okay. Take breath. Plug zone time. 
Okay, you can find everything we do at abnormalmapping.com. There are a bunch of podcasts there, including Second Officer Slog at Star Trek Podcast.space. That is a Star Trek podcast where we read Star Trek books and also, you know, watch the occasional Star Trek episode. We follow along with the with Discovery. We're going to be watching the Prime movies at some point in the, you know. We've been saying that, but we we are bound to television schedules and they are coming up faster than we thought uh discovery's coming back in a month we're all ready it's gonna be great it's gonna be great it has been rude to have the last few sundays without star trek how have they done this to me why we also have a novel not new which is a new podcast on the network uh it is hosted by friend of the no fuck not friend of the shit why am i so terrible at this we also have novel not new which is jen colin and m talking about visual novels it is a good podcast. You should listen to it. I actually haven't yet because I'm a bad friend and I suck. Uh, but I will I be. Know, you do. I will. You are both a bad friend and you suck. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I will be listening to that very soon. It is a, uh, it is good and you should uh, make sure to uh, like maybe check out some of the games if you want to. Next month they are going to be uh, reading Narcissus, which is a free visual novel if you want to read along with that. I do the Amory score at INeedMayo.com with Molly. We fucking ruin our lives and read Coheed and Cambria comics. It's, it's the whole thing. This Thursday, which will be the day before this podcast drops, we will have just finished the comic for In Keeping Secrets of Silent Earth 3. There's still a little bit of the album left, but the comic will be done and please enjoy the bullshit that happens in the final issue. We're gonna We're gonna regale you a tale of, you know, Wilhelm Ryan. Souls and swords. We also have Fireside Friends, uh, which is Ryan and Alan's podcast. It is switching to a monthly schedule uh, as it's it's hard to do a lot of podcasts, but that is a good show that you should listen to. Uh, and yeah, that is at firesidefriends.net. Go check that out. I'm at Twitter on Headfalls Off. Oh, this is one of my roughest plug zones. I'm veteran plug zones. Sometimes, sometimes you don't have them, but I did my best. I'm on Twitter. I mean, look, Jackson can just go and edit in a new plug zone if they're unhappy with this because they're <laughs> editing this. So maybe it'll be fine. You won't even know. Well, maybe there's no way to know. Maybe that was, or maybe that was the edited one, and it was terrible. Yeah. God, <laughs> if you make an edited one worse than the one you just did, then uh, delete yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Rip me. Um, we have one more podcast. It is the Great Gundam Project. We do this every week. Me and Jackson watch two episodes of Gundam and talk about it. You can get that at patreon.com slash normalmapping for $1 a month. Uh, it's a great show. We're coming up on the end of Mobile Suit Gundam. We'll be starting Zeta immediately afterwards. Uh, looking forward to it. Uh, I love Gundam. I love talking about Gundam. I enjoy Gundam more now that we do a podcast about it than I ever did just watching it on my own. Uh, so please check that out. I am on Twitter at em underscore being. Uh, I'm playing Dark Souls 2 uh, on the YouTube channel every whenever I can. Uh, not every day and not like at a set schedule, but I'm playing it. It's blind. I've never played Dark Souls, um, period. I played Bloodborne, but that doesn't count. Um, and so if you want to watch me wander around and like die, uh, please enjoy those YouTube videos because I do that. I wander around and I die. Apparently I'm at fault for this. Uh, are you? Yeah, because I told you about Life Gem. Oh, yes. The the first time I died is because of Jackson. After that, I, like, fall down a pit and die. That, that's on me. <laughs> <Lisa>. so, uh, <laughs> whatever. Um, so, yeah. Those, enjoy those things. Come back in two weeks for the end of the year. And uh, please enjoy video games now that everyone's done catching up on Game of the Year because those things are coming out. Anyone who doesn't say Zelda is the best game of 2017 is a cop. That's my take. Um. 
I'm I'm about to play. I'm not in time for our episode because that's tomorrow. But I'm about to play Zelda. Is that is my what I'm doing? Yep. I don't think you'll like it as much as me, but I hope you enjoy it. I'm I'm very excited. I hope I love that game. But I don't know. It's yeah. been sold to me in a big way. Yep. Uh. Anyway, that's it. We're done. Go home. Hug your loved ones. No. Enjoy the holidays if you enjoy the holidays. Don't die on ice. I'm gonna die. That's, on it. Ice. that's all I've got. Okay. You're not gonna <laughs> hug anyone. You're gonna die on ice. That's Jackson. <laughs>